Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, by my bros in the cave, Cleon Bewley and TJ Harlot. How's it going, you cool cats and kittens? <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody, how is everybody in the his air? Oh yeah, it's all a bit weird today, isn't it boys? It's it's very very weird, but I am um, I'm I'm hopeful, and I'm going to be honest. The beer I bought early on when I left work is helping. <laughs> I'm kind of used to it now. I'm getting in the sway of things, the swing of things. I've bought a new fridge. I've ripped out the old fridge. I've got that recycled being picked up tomorrow. So I'm getting my to-do list checked off, so, so to that, speak. So that, that, that's how you're coping with the cavalcade of bad news. Oh, it's got worse. Let's just pull out another appliance. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell, the, the bath is next. I've got my eyes on the bath. The bath's next. I am creating a wet room in the bathroom next week. This week, Kitchy next week bathroom by the time this quarantine is finished this house will look gorgeous and then we'll never be living in it again it's it's fine because obviously you've you've now been made furloughed but i suppose yep. eight, i suppose 80 percent of eight grand a month still i wish yeah. i wish i wish i know i've had to close down the west wing uh, <laughs> which, is, which is a bit sad. You've had to furlough your staff. I've had to lay off four or five members of the staff. <laughs> oh, I've had to get rid of one of the chefs. Breakfast chefs had to go. I've had to say to the sous chef, "You're going to have to sort my breakfast out." Oh. He's had to sort. He's had to multitask. You know, but we're all we're all we're all digging in. We've only got yeah. two butlers now. You're on thin ice, Giuseppe. If you don't start pulling your weight, you're going back to Italy. I said, there. I said to Pedro earlier, sort the garden out. We're not joking. Fucking hell, boys. Fucking hell. Um, I've shut the other headache down anyway. But anyway, how is everyone? Yeah, all gravy, man. All gravy. You know, like you say, you're just like... You know, you, you get into the swing of things, don't you? It's, it's, it's making new normals until everything gets back to normal, which, let's face it, it's yeah. not going to be anytime soon. So it oh. is just just making new normals. I mean, I'm staying in the house as much as possible. We're not we're not shopping unnecessarily. We're not just popping to the shop for, like, Haribo's, which I really want some fucking Haribo's, like, but I'm not doing <laughs> it. Um, you know, we're only going when we need food, when, when the supplies are low. Me and the messies are taking it in turns, you know, going, one will go one day, one will go the next oh, Fair day, enough. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's just, it's just finding, <laughs> it's just finding your normals. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to find normal. So, sorry, sorry, Dave. Because sorry. working 60 hours <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> Cleon's done us both then, yeah. Right, what doesn't help is for the... I think, is this the first Ooh. time we've ever done this on cam as well? Yeah, yeah. so basically, yeah. guys, uh, for, for 
obviously this is a podcast you can't see what's going on the the normal routine would be we'd all be in the man cave now obviously because of lockdown we can't all be in the man cave plus i don't want to catch their aids so they're in um, their homes i'm in the cave uh, but we normally we just do it over a phone call or over skype or viber the, the things we've used before but now we're actually doing a video call which is the first time and which is really strange because normally we'd be in the same room looking at each other anyway but it just seems yeah. a bit bit more weird that we're on video call and um literally spent the first five minutes of the show just trying to put me off <laughs> yeah. there's there's going to be a lot of corpse um, anyway, talking about the new normal for me getting up to be at work with 3am and working six hour weeks on my feet is not normal i was gonna say i don't know i don't know when i'm gonna find that normal I'll tell you what cleon t- t- tj's not used to actually doing any work though is he like and you sat behind no, his, sat thing. behind his desk in the fucking financial sector yeah <laughs> um, honestly <laughs> stealing the wage i'm selling things that don't exist i sell <laughs> concepts it's kind of like insurance. It's not a physical thing. It's just a concept. It's a concept. I'm selling, yeah, I'm selling you something intangible. When I was when I was working as a trader, I was selling profits. It's intangible. It's like, well, now I'm actually having to pick up broccoli. Like, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what isn't normal as well, right? A customer ordering a single fucking banana, right? That's not normal. <laughs> That's not fucking normal. Just ordering the essentials. Yeah, one banana. banana. Yeah. I can pick him up. up a pack of six in single-use plastic, mate. That's that's a job done. Pick it up, scan it in. A single banana. I've got to pick the banana. I've got to pack the banana myself. I've got to weigh the banana. What is wrong with people? They're all fucking maniacs. Hey, oh, at this moment in time, I think this is a wonderful period in time. I've been furloughed off from work, I'm still getting paid, and I'm pretty much just doing the house up. Yeah, I'm... That's, I'm, that's the thing. It's, pretty much it. Like I say, it's finding new normals. I'm still... I know, we, you know seven days have gone since we, we last spoke, but I'm still in that, that limbo period where um, I'm technically on hold. That's what I'm classed as, on hold. So I'm just at home doing fuck all while I wait yeah, to hear... Yeah, half time for you anyway? Yeah, yeah. Well, this this week would be um, yeah. the the Easter holes anyway. But um, I I could still get a phone call saying we need you in. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all it's all weird. It's a bit weird, like uh, because of the circumstances. I'm, get constant open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I fucking murder one, honestly. Uh, but um, because of the circumstances, I could still get called in over the Easter period. Um, and up until, I think it was the 17th or the 14th, I can't remember the date now, um, I'm on hold. And that's still all I know, so I don't actually know when, if, I'm being furloughed. Um, so, I'm just a waiting game. But like you say, you know, I'm in the house and I'm doing things and I'm I'm tidying up and I've done some stuff to board the, in the house, cave. I'm in the house, board, board in the house, yeah. I'm in the house, board. Mate, I've, I've been doing bloody, like, because I don't particularly want to go, go outside if I don't have to. So I've been doing all, like I said last week, I've been doing all my exercises in the house. I've been, uh, I've been doing weights, but I've actually been making an effort and doing them properly and doing it every day and, um, you know, and seeking advice and, on how to do things properly. Um, and, and just... But it's like, it's, the stupid thing is for me, it's like, right, well, I've, I've just done some weights and you put the weights down and you sit down and go, 
Um, what now? Now, what? now? Now what do I do? Oh, I'll put a record on. Ooh, what now? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a film. Oh, what now? I'll have my eight beer. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's no fucking rules when it comes to drinking anymore yeah. at all. It's like, I am, yeah, I am, I am also selling a. The drink. AA is going to sell out like there's no tomorrow at the end of this. Yeah. Everyone's going to be a raging alcoholic. Definitely. Oh, well, I'm off I'm off for two days, um, obviously, tomorrow and the day after. And Drinking? I intend, I intend, no, <laughs> well, in the evening, yeah. Dream uh, me tomorrow night for a cheese and wine. Um, uh, tomorrow day, I intend to do like a deep clean of the flat because that's normal, that's domestic. It's, yeah. it's trying to find some normality. And... Speaking of normality, let's try and, you know, distract ourselves very briefly from the, uh, the the current elephant in the room. Let's go back to a regular feature, right? And let's, let's briefly touch on some of the things that are going on in the world, right, that are not corona-related. So, Dave, can we get some fire in the cave? It's your boy TJ. He back with the news. The news that make you feel all right. It's fire in the cave. One day I learned to get that just right. <clears throat> Sir Stephen Fry is among those home self-isolating and getting down with some Animal Crossing. Are you guys familiar with the game Animal Crossing? I've I've heard of it uh, only because it's been the no. only thing in my bloody news feed for the last two weeks. Right. So basically, Animal Crossing it's it's a uh, it, it's been a long running series of games where you play a little fally who moves to uh, a, a village populated by sort of anthropomorphic animals, and you just sort of potter along. You do a bit of fishing. You do a bit of gardening. It's a very very wholesome sort of no real goal to it sort of. Just, just nice trip, and it's very, very popular. Uh, it's never been something that's appealed to me, but considering the situation, oh, I love a bit of that now because you can do all the things you can't do in real life right now on Animal Crossing. But if you look a little bit a step further into Animal Crossing, even though I think I'm sure all the games are sort of unrelated, they've all got a very, very similar sort of like flow through in the story, in which you move to this place, and a ra- I'm sure he's a raccoon called Tom Nook. Says, oh, you knew? You're like, yeah. He's like, geez, so where I live? He's like, you're like, yeah. He's like, oh, you can just move into this house. And you can pay me back later, right? But when you think about it, like, all he's doing is like giving you a mortgage you'll never pay off. So it's sort of like real life. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, Stephen Fry's pointing that. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, so let's get a boom. Pandas in Hong Kong have mated after 10 years of trying, and there is actually photographic evidence of these two pandas going at it like no one's business. Turns out the only reason they weren't fucking was because people were watching them all the time. Now everyone's at home, they're getting down to the dirty stuff. Scientists, brain boxes and boffins have captured an image of high-energy plasma jets being emitted from a black hole 50 billion light-years away using the Event Horizon Telescope. Tell me, how does that get us out of this mess? You should really be focusing on other things right now, I feel, scientists. <laughs> there's, there's more pressing matters at hand, isn't there? <clears throat> there it is. There certainly is. <clears throat> 
Stats show that Google staff in the UK earned an average of £234,000 last year. They paid out over a billion in wages for only 44 million in corporation tax, causing one Jeremy Corbyn to shit his britches. And finally, it has been revealed that Mike Tyson has admitted that he once offered a zookeeper $10,000 in order to fight a gorilla. <laughs> the zookeeper is unnamed, but I think we all know which zookeeper it was. <laughs> Did he have gorillas? That was Fire in the Cave with TJ Harlett, giving you the news that doesn't involve Dive of the Plague. Over and out, and... Oh, that brings back some memories. Remember when I was good at that? Yeah, they were the days. Do you remember when um, I used to have uh, <laughs> all my technological side of stuff under control? Do you remember them days as well? Oh, they were the yeah, good old days. Yes, the good old days. Well, oh, we were actually in the cage. Do you know so, what? Yeah, so, Sorry. So the, world, the, the world is still turning, even though it feels like it's come to a stop. There are still, there's still mental shit going on, like Mike Tyson and uh, Joe Exotic's unknown friendship. So there you go. Well... I was just going to say that... For, for, I'm a bit bored <clears throat> with the Tiger guy now. It's getting a bit boring now. We're bored of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, I was just going to say, for anybody um, that listened to Shingler's podcast like two years ago, but never listened to Man Cave Matters, they're not going to have a fucking clue what we just did, by the way. So, you know, that's a brand, do you, do you, do you, brand you new feature. Do you want to explain what Fire in the Cave is? <laughs> yeah, brand new feature. Brand new feature for the podcast. Yeah. There you go. TJ came up with you all brand by himself. Like, today. earlier on at dinner I think time. I'll find I come up with that all by myself in the first place. However, <laughs> I do have a slight confession to make. Ooh. I think you should. As I say, this has been a 60-hour week. I have been very tired. I didn't get home till around two after two o'clock. I had a wash to put on. I was desperate for a nap. <laughs> we are we are currently half, we are currently half an hour late from going going live. Well, not live, but recording. The confession is that I have had a little bit of help today with my content. <gasps> Who's from? The, Who is your ghostwriter? Those headlines have come courtesy of Mr. Robert Barnes. Oh, oh, he has a ghostwriter, Dave. It's all right, I right. did have a ghostwriter. I, perf I performed this. I'm You're Drake. I'm basically Aldous. Shut up, Drake. Shut up, Drake. <laughs> Shut up, Macklemore. No, he's like, no. <laughs> no Macklemore. No, don't say that. Shut up, You're so sexy. <laughs> Macklemore. Who's saying thrift shop? Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. See, anyway, I've got see, to run. Yeah, I was going to say, you seem upset, Cleon. What else are you upset about? What, what's been going oh, on, Cleon? What, what, why are you so high-strung? Well, well, it's not, it's not so much a rant. It's so much of a, I'm quite disappointed. I'm quite, I, I'm a bit meh about things now. There's been a few annoying things that have gone on during the, this period in time. You know what we, what's been called lockdown 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what we're calling it. So there's been a few annoying things that have gone on during the period we've called lockdown 2020. So. Back up when Boris just put together everything and people were going nuts, going, what's going to go on? And, you know, that time Boris put together a scheme, you know, which to help businesses during this time of lockdown 2020. 
the agreement is tell your staff work from home no work whatsoever laptops and everything else and the government will pay your staff 80 percent of your wage up to 2500 or 80 percent of your total so if you're in 1400 it's 80 percent of 1400 yeah but if you earn over 2500 you can only earn up to 2005 exactly which we agree is brilliant you know the government's put that together we've already got a failing retail sector failing food sector and this could keep england out of a recession or a depression okay now the set the sector that's close to my heart the main uh, big sector is sport and within that sector football now the, one of the things that I do disagree with is some major top flight football teams taking advantage of a government initiative, if you can see my point of view. Hmm. I understand that this government sector scheme has been put out for uh, been put out for companies, been put out to help the retail sector, but really top flight Premier League clubs using it now i'll go through the clubs that have used it so i mean so can i just stop you there? i'm assuming you're referring to sort of like the admin staff the sort of yeah. caretakers of the yeah. grounds yeah 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 not, so, not, not the players and execs so so the yeah i was i was going to get into this so out of this the furloughed so we've got some premier league football clubs that are furloughed non-playing staff whilst we've got the players on a full wage, on a full wage. and manager <clears throat> on a full wage yeah so we've got newcastle united now would we expect newcastle united to put their staff on furlough newcastle united are owned by mike ashley who refused to, re- refused to close sports direct so, do you reckon that new surprise that Newcastle United were one of the were the first club to put their staff on furlough? No, 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 not, not no, at all. No, no. Mike no. Ashley's a piece of shit. So last year, Newcastle United made eighteen point six million pound profit. That's my football club, eighteen million pound profit. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club, they're owned by Fenway Sports Group, post profit of one hundred and twenty five million pound last year. Tottenham Hotspur, owned by Joe Lewis, £113 million last year. Norwich City, Geoffrey Waitling, £16 million. Bournemouth, Maxine Dennis, £10 million last year. Now, to keep your non-playing staff on wages, it will cost the Premier League clubs £1 million in total for all of their non-playing staff in total. Okay, mm-hmm. and the reason I've got a little bit of a problem with it is we've still got football players on two hundred thousand pound a week, and we've got the club going to their non-playing staff, going to the governments, and not so much out of the players, more so much as well about the clubs that are associated to this Liverpool Football Club. Now, look at Liverpool Football Club. They're associated with the great work that's gone on in their tragedy and how they grouped together and how they stayed away from the government. And for them to go away and to just start sucking on the government's tit straight away is just... Uh, why I thought there'd be a better idea of a collective fund where mm. they could just put their money so Tottenham could be self-sufficient. They could say to the players, take a... A 0.5% pay cut, and that will pay the staff 
we yeah, are self-sufficient. Yeah. We are self-sufficient. And that could just have the clubs being self-sufficient without having to need the government because the clubs will make profits. Yeah. And it only costs £1 million. So £1 million in this interest, what would that cost out of players who are on £200,000? Premier League players make an average, lads, of £70,000 per week. Yeah. An average. Shocking, isn't it? An average. So just say we'll take 10% each and that pays for the playing staff. Or why not put... um, if they're going to take 20% each off, why not put it into a pyramid to support the lower clubs down the table and have it as a pyramid scheme? Absolutely. I mean... I I have it that way, but why clubs are going out to the government to ask for a handout is a little bit... I I just think it's it's a little bit crash. It's fucking disgusting, Cleon. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. If you... if you were a player, if you were a Premier League yeah. player and you were on, uh, let's say, 100k a week, um, yeah. and, and you're, you know, the, the, the club owners, the boss, your immediate boss, whoever you, you report to, came to you and said, Luke, we've got a whole bunch of staff for this team um, uh, uh, who, you know, are non-playing staff, caretakers, blah, 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 you know the drill. So, um, we're asking each of the players to... Let's say £200,000. Well, so let's say let's say if, uh, for this period it would be half it would be half a million pounds you're asking the players for. Yeah, between all the players, yeah. like we're, so we're asking yeah. we're yeah. asking all the players um, if they could just you know chip in and raise um, uh, half a mil. Um, yeah, I'm the player, and you're the player. What would your answer be? Go fuck yourself. Would it be that? Yeah. So what you're... you've made, you've made ten million pound over the last year, and you're coming to me, the player who makes you that ten million pound, asking me to pay for the player staff. Why don't you pay it out of all the profit that we've made last year? Right. Sorry, I think I've misinterpreted what you've just said. Then. That's, no, no, that that, that's that would that... be if if if. I, I disagree with you. I disagree with right, the moral okay, code yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get yeah. you, I get you, I get you. If you're asking me as a football player, what would my answer be? It, it, it It's completely different. What I'm talking about is the moral code of right. how football looks at this moment in time. This was, this was spurred on by the politician Hancock. And oh he, yeah, when he was like he called out yeah. football players, and that's kicked off now with massive disagreement within the heart of football between the Premier League, the PFA, uh, the sponsorship money, and what's happening in the general scheme of football. Now they've extended the deadline until the end, till the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. Where are we now? April till the end of April, till the end of May. Sorry. Yeah. So now they've gone even further out. So they're even more worried now. So it's it's a bit of a mess. It's a massive mess. It's it's an embarrassment, if you want me to be honest. Mm. I mean, I did. I mean, I, you, you'll probably know more about this than me, Cleon. But I did see, obviously, after that, what brought up that, that when it was suggested that you know maybe players should be taking a cut. Um, I saw somewhere that some players had said, "Listen, we'll we'll, we'll take thirty percent. So like the rest of you take twenty oh. percent. We'll take thirty. We'll, we'll, Don't we'll, get me wrong. We'll wrong. Players have never players have never had an issue with it. But 
they've donated a million pound and that would be my point i'd donate my own money how i saw fit yeah yeah, yeah. and that's the, that's the problem with it it's a lot of money that's the problem with it all. Who's going to hand out this money? Where's it going to be delegated to? That's what the football players want to know. And that's where this stalemate. Right. I don't know if you've seen kind this. Kind of is it this moment in time. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was uh, Liverpool have released today that they've reversed the furlough decision and they've apologised to fans. Um, that was reported a couple of hours ago. Um, so Liverpool have reversed their wow. decision to place some non-playing staff on temporary leave and apologise to fans. Um, I mean, is that is that uh, pressure from from the public? Have they caved because of the pressure from the public there, or have they just realised that it was yeah, they've caved. a silly, yeah, they've, they've, silly caved, idea? Caved, yeah. yeah, people. It's people, absolute yeah. that, that that's damaged Liverpool's brand. That has yeah, yeah, because, that yeah that's damaged their brand. That's so, absolutely silly. So speaking of football, then Cleon, yep. did you did you play football yesterday? No. No. So what, what What happened then? I'm assuming the Norfolk Stadium was still very much locked caved. down. Caved. He caved. He caved. caved. <laughs> he caved everyone, to the Everyone virus. went, what? Are you mad? <laughs> How is that going to work? How? How are we going to do that in football? What are you going to do? Just have a load of players standing in various areas and say, don't move. Don't move. This is, this is your square. Don't come close to me. Don't come close to so, me. No football for the foreseeable, then. You know, nope. I've, I've been saying there. Uh, I think I, I am getting fatter by the minute. <laughs> I think I actually said them words out loud when I was in supermarket yesterday. Don't come close to me. <laughs> <laughs> people, people still don't fucking get it. They still don't understand that I don't want you anywhere near me. And I think turning around, going, "Don't come close to me." Um, I, I did put the fear of God I on somebody. Said to the, I said to the guy <laughs> in the co-op today, "I'm in the queue." And the guy, you know, the guys who you like steps now. And you've got like, you know, you've got like a headset, it's haven't you? They've got a headset yeah. on. They've got yeah. a headset on. You know which one I'm talking about, don't you, yeah. TJ? They've got I like know. a headset on. And he's blessing. And you can tell he's gay, blessing. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's mincing like there's no tomorrow. And it's not, and it's funny because he's, he's walking like he's on wheels. He's like, ooh. And he's got his hand out. And, he, and he's walked past me. But when I say he's walked past me, Dave, he's walked past me. And he's gone to the back. And he's gone, excuse me. And he's gone to the back. And then he's gone, excuse me. And he's walked past me again. And then he's walked up again. And I've said, I'm not being nasty. I'm getting kick in your face. I said, can you just, can you just stay there? Or, or here's a better idea. Walk around. Yeah, go the other said, way. Walk around. And he went, and he went, he went, he went, he went, he goes, he goes, well, there's, well, there's no need for it. I said, walk around, because there's no, I said, walk <laughs> around. Do you know what? There was one. And he, and he just put his hand on his it like a teapot and just buggered off. Do you know what? There was one guy um, behind me and uh, where was I? B&M yesterday. And he, he was literally doing what I've been doing in, in the supermarket. It's kind of like you stood there and you've got your, I'm, I'm about three meters and, and I'm kind of like, oh, no, this guy's taking his time. And, oh, I don't know what, do I go round him? Do I just wait? And you start pacing Oh, I've got a, a rant. 
And uh, oh, I've got it right. <clears throat> there was a guy. There was a guy behind me doing that, and I'm looking for biscuits. Now the problem is, I don't know what biscuits I want, so I'm kind of just stood there. And why I, are you in the shop? And I see. Why? Get, Dave, why? This, this, no, why no, are you no, in the Dave, shop, Dave? Dave, you're on the wrong. You are why? The wrong, no, I was getting me you essentials. Are, you are everything no, 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 that's no, no, wrong no, no, with no, no, the coronavirus. Everything. Everything. Nothing. No, no, I knew what yeah. I wanted. You are the most annoying You just said person. you didn't know what you biscuits you wanted. I got you should have gone. You should have gone, right, into the supermarket. Yes. Specifically, what biscuits Tell you him, wanted. Tell TJ. With two backup plans, potentially, two. if those biscuits were not available. You know I can mute you, Tell don't him. you? Right, you just... right so <laughs> what right, happened was... Right. What happened... Just shut the fuck up. What happened was, is I got everything that I wanted, and then I saw the biscuits, <laughs> and my head went, oh... You know, like I want Haribo's. My dad went, oh, I haven't had biscuits for ages. I want some biscuits. And I walked over to the biscuits. It was too late. They had me. The biscuits had got me. And I was like, oh, God, you know what? I want some ginger creams. And there was no ginger creams. And then I want, I'll just you get some, be barred I'll just get some crunch creams. There was no crunch creams. And then I just, I just kind of stood there. And, and the guy behind me didn't know what do we had his trolley and he was pacing and yeah. and i just looked at him and went i looked at him and i just went i don't know what biscuits i want mate <laughs> and he just started laughing he goes i'll go around oh, you i've just thought of something i forgot to tell you about right so i was working the counties yesterday right and you know we've, we've got these barriers up now to stop us from dying right? <laughs> and literally i was there and just like out the corner of the eye i saw something walk past a bloke had come in, must be in his 60s, right? Proper anorak squad, you know the kind. Yeah, right? yeah. Anorak crotch, right? With a fucking plastic bag over his head. <laughs> 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 he had a clean a plastic bag over his head. A plastic bag over his head. Yeah, a plastic bag over his head. Got a breezy out the bottom. The big show. news. Yeah, just while we're talking about sort of business and stuff, uh, I was talking to a friend who actually works in the travel sector, <coughs> and um, uh, she, she's saying there's some massive concern within the travel industry at the moment. Obviously, and she was explaining basically what the problem is. So basically, all the all obviously everyone's holidays have been cancelled. Everyone's travel plans have been cancelled. Yeah. Right. So basically, I think it's something like twelve weeks before your sort of departure date. The money that you pay to the company. Uh, that's obviously arranging your travel will then distribute that money to everyone he goes to. So obviously they'll they'll then pay the the, the, the for the flights, they'll then pay for the transfers, they'll then pay for the hotel and whatnot. Now, in the event that something like this happens, everything gets cancelled. Um, the um, the arrangers, so your travel agent, what has got two weeks to pay you back, basically everything that they have to refund. Yeah, which is. Up to a hundred percent. Sometimes it's like you know, there's terms and conditions where they can they can keep some some of the cash. So basically, they have to re they have to refund you within two weeks. Now the problem is that in many situations, the uh, the uh, the flight operators, the hotels, the transfer operators are not actually required to offer a cash refund. They can just offer a credit note. Meaning that basically, obviously, this has been paid for. This is on hold. This can be used at a different, different time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
normally it's not a big problem. Obviously, it's kind of like, okay, so this person's paid 300 quid, say 300 quid for the holiday. We need to pay them 300 quid back. We're only getting 100 quid back of that, but we've got 200 quid to play with. Uh, obviously, we can you know, maybe transfer that, this, there, and the other, and whatnot. But the problem is... Oh, teach up. We lost you for about three, four seconds, then. Sorry. The problem is, is the, the the moment the credit notes are useless because the credit notes are really not transferable. Yeah. So say if it's kind of like um, a, a, a flight operator that's only the the flight for a flight to the med, you yeah. can only use it for a flight to the med, even though that travel operate that flight operator might fly all over the world. But it's sort of a like for like credit thing. But the problem is, obviously, if you've got a sort of a, a credit note that's only good for a flight to the med, and that customer. Has got no intention of flying to the the med after this for whatever reason. That credit thing becomes useless. Yeah. So basically, the situation is, is the travel the the the, the travel operator the travel operators in the, the booking agencies are having to pay out all these refunds within two weeks, which is not enough time for them to get the money back from the flight operators, the hotels, the transfer operators, if they are able to get any of the money back. And. Um, so basically, the case of they're having to refund everything, and they're gonna have to go bankrupt. There's credit notes available, but these credit notes are fucking going to be useless. Yeah. Because they're non-transferable. Um, and so basically what, what the, the sort of travel industry is trying to say is, listen, in order for us to keep going, we need to be able to give the customers back all of their money so then they can rebook again, so they can put the money back into the industry. Yeah. So, but the minute, but the minute, the, there's, there's no real rules there because it never has been because this is so unprecedented, the fact that sort of no one can travel uh, and so there's no way of making that profit back from these small losses that these companies might make now and again, where they have to take a, a, a loss on where there's only a, a credit note available and whatnot. So she's actually referred me to something. I just want to quickly mention it, because I said I would. Give me a second. It's a, it, it is one of them petitions, but basically it is in the interest of an economic recovery and whatnot, <clears> and we, we have discussed that previously. So... Um, Right, if, if everyone just wants to have a look at it, go to safefuturetravel.co.uk. Basically, that just gives a better overview of what I've just said about basically... A, a safe. What, Say that again, TJ. Safe, save future travel. Save. Save future travel .co.uk. All right. Save. Save so with, a, with a V, not an F. Yeah, yeah, V with a, so it's save future travel .uk. So basically, it's a way of hopefully, with a bit of government intervention and maybe you know getting them to change the regulations a little bit, put a bit of pressure on the flight operators and whatnot. Uh, that basically customers can receive the full refund from the people who actually owe them the money, meaning they've got the money back in their pocket to book out as they wish when we can start getting holidays again, and we will still have a buoyant. Uh, British travel uh, uh, travel industry, and as I was saying, when we get to the other end of this, we're going to have to spend, spend, spend to get out of the recession that's going to be coming, and one of those bit of things is, is booking holidays. Ideally, holiday in the UK, ideally, but um, in terms of international travel, and the bigger picture for the UK travel industry, you, we need to be booking uh, these holidays through British companies, British airlines, British booking agents, um, so yeah, so that's that's what we want to be doing. So yeah, I just want to touch on that before we get onto the big one bollocks of the issue. 
the Prime Minister might be dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we need to be evergreen about this. We can't, at the moment, he looks all right. But if this goes out in a couple of days and he's already dead, we're going to look like dicks. Well, just um, for uh, so that everybody knows, we are recording this on Tuesday he's the 7th. Right. We're recording on Tuesday the 7th with the plan that this episode will be out by at least Wednesday morning. So, you know, hopefully overnight, nothing serious is going right. to have happened. Now, the, the last update that I saw was... Best a, PR he's ever had. The last update I saw was around 5 o'clock where uh, he was in intensive care. Um, he hadn't been sedated. He wasn't on a ventilator. Um, he was just breathing with a mask. So, all positive. All positive news there. Yeah. Um, so like, when when did you when did you guys find out that this had happened? It would have been last night, so it would have been uh, Tuesday today, isn't it? so it would have been Monday, uh, probably Monday. Yeah, was it last about eight o'clock or something yeah, like that. Because you got to you got to remember, I was in bed at five yeah, o'clock. Yeah, so I mean, because so I woke I woke up to this. I saw the news. I saw the news, and I was instantly going to message the group, um, but figuring that you would be. Um, asleep, ready, you know, ready to get up, stupid early for work. I didn't bother messaging the group because I figured, well, you're just going to get up and see it anyway. So uh, we, may, we may as well just wait until we're talking about it today. But yeah, so I, no. I found out. Um, uh, I was watching this uh, princess, Princess Mononoke on on Netflix and Studio Ghibli. All great yeah, band of film. Um, uh, so I, I, I found out then, um, and then I was just trying to keep up to date with the news on my phone. Um, and then today, I've had the the BBC News special on from about four o'clock, uh, just trying to get you know information, keeping up to date with things. But like I say, it was about five o'clock when I read, um, you know, he, he he wasn't on a ventilator; he was still breathing himself uh, using you know, with the aid of an oxygen mask, like, um, and and he hadn't been sedated. So, like I say, all all positive so far. How did you react when you found out? Uh, honestly, I was like, "Oh shit!" That was that was that yeah, was like, I, "Oh shit!" There was no. It was it was not news that I welcomed when I woke up this morning at all. I uh, it put the shit up me if I'm perfectly honest. No, I was I was a bit like. Um, I mean, obviously, we we know he'd had it. We 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 knew he'd got it, but um, I was just a bit like, I don't know. I didn't really feel anything. Um, you know, I wasn't like overly upset. I wasn't, but but in the same yeah. breath, I'm not happy about it. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh well, that's rubbish. You know, at the end of the day, some some yeah, some dudes in hospital who's been moved to intensive care, and it just so happens that said dude is the leader of the fucking country. Which you know, regardless of whether you um, <clears throat> agree with him or not. <clears throat> Regardless, sorry. Regardless of whether you uh, um, uh, agree with um, his policies, whether you like him as a person or not, uh, he's still the leader of the country. And the last thing we need is um, <clears throat> is for the leader of the country to be, you know, out of action uh, during these times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wasn't overly worried about it, but. When I saw it, I agree with what TJ was saying that, yeah, it was something that we... It was something that took me by shock, but I was thought, oh, it'll be all right, if you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, I, su I suppose... Um, I mean, that's the thing. That, 
the, the, that that oh he'll be all right, um, and and I'm a bit like you know he's he's generally fit and well, you know he's um, <clears throat> uh, it, I've been watching the news today, and there's there's people who. Who, who who know him personally and who you all lived you know near him and they, they've all yeah. said he was always out jogging he was always out cycling uh, there was a guy talking about how he played tennis with him and he's the most competitive person ever and you know he's uh, and everybody's referred to him as being a really sh- you know like physically strong um yeah. so you know he's, he's in his mid 50s and and I'm like, well, that's all great. That's that you know, I'm I'm pretty certain he's gonna be okay. But then you know, you read about people who have actually died who were young and fit and well, and it's like, well, I don't actually know if he's gonna be okay or not. A lot of people, a lot of people that have died have passed away with underlying health problems. It's kind of, I don't know what to say about this virus. Is he? It's it's taking away everybody. It's taking away. Oh, people, and I just hope yeah. Boris will be okay. I, I, I want him to be okay, and obviously, I want him to to get through it and get back in his in his position. Because, like I say, the last thing we need right now is uncertainty when it comes to who's in charge of this problem. You know what I mean? Love, he has he has played a he played a blinder. Well, lo- love him or hate him, love him or hate him, he's in charge of the country, and that's what we need. And and he was elected by a fucking huge majority and he's got this so obviously there he's got the support and he's got that power behind him you know what i mean the, P- the pr is respect, amazing he's got the authority yeah he's got he's got yeah, that right, authority yeah. authority that's yeah. the word i'm looking for he's got that elected authority behind him when he makes a decision he's got the elected authority behind him to do that Cleon is right though. This is great PR. provided he oh. this is great pr oh yeah this is this is guaranteed in the next election um, but um, it is a, a question I've got, uh, obviously, because me and Cleon are more politically aligned than than, than we are, Dave, uh, in terms yeah. of obviously the way we vote and stuff. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask was, knowing what we know now, in terms of we knew uh, that if we knew or suspected there was going to be this massive crisis happening in 2020, would that, first of all, change the way that you voted Brexit-wise? Would it have no. changed the way I voted Brexit? No. Because, on one hand, sort of, this does definitely show an example of why we maybe need to have a sort of own in-house regulations of the way we do things. Because I honestly feel we're doing things better than some European countries are. And also the immigration side as well, in terms of who will in the country and how. So on that side, it's kind of like, yes, I would have voted for Brexit knowing that this kind of crisis was coming up at the same time, maybe a little bit more sort of unity and sort of uh, collaboration yeah. and stuff would 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 be would have been good, even though it does appear that regardless, mm. politics aside, we're all collaborating. Okay, so that so that was the first one. The second was knowing what we what was was gonna happen, would you still have voted for Jeremy Corbyn to lead the country? Yeah. So, so you you think that Jeremy Corbyn would have again would be able to deal with this? Yes. Bearing in mind, he would have had to go straight into self isolation. <laughs> bearing in mind, during that time, Diane Abbott would be running the show. <laughs> yeah, what's the worst that could happen? I, no, I'm no, not yeah. getting no, into no. that because that's going straight into the dark cast. 
Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, yeah, I would have voted exactly the same. Um, it, it, I think everything. I think that everything that the Tories have done is absolutely fantastic. Everything they've done is fantastic. The way it's been handled is fantastic. But I also think that is the only way you could you can deal with the situation with everything that's been done. It's the only way you can deal with the situation. Yeah, yeah. So listening to the medical experts, doing what they say, and giving the people as much money as you can give them to get through this problem um, is, the, is the only way you can deal with this situation. So I, I, I fully believe that a Labour government would have done exactly the same thing. But I also believe um, that... We would have had fruit <clears throat> being airdropped in under, under Corbyn. We would have what? Had fruit being airdropped Just air, just drone dropped into all of us. Uh, we would have had the free Pizza broadband as well. Phone, we yeah. all would have already had free broadband for Disney+. Plus. It, um, it would have been marvellous. <laughs> no, also, uh, what I was going to say is, and I've completely avoided uh, politics when it comes to this problem, and it's like um, Rob Barnes, who, who we've mentioned before, what he said, now is not the time for politics. Um, maybe it is the time for politics, I don't know, but... I believe that um, you know the um, the financial side and the financial help that the the Tories have put in place these new uh, you know this eighty percent furlough thing and whatnot um, help for the self-employed everything that's been put into place for everybody I believe that if a Labour government would have done that. They'd have, like Jeremy Corbyn would have been hung, drawn and quartered for it. There'd have been so many people going, this is going to break the country, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. I think anything that the, the Tories have done, if Labour had done it, um, it would have been, uh, the, the media would have just hit it with negativity. But the, I, but I do, I, I've heard this argument and I do see the key difference. The difference is what our government are currently doing isn't charity, they're not giving this money away. Because obviously the, yeah. the whole the whole idea of the labour spending was we will effectively give this money away to create savings in the in the long term. Okay, right. what what so that was sort of like the with the mass spending that labour were proposing was uh, this money we're spending this money now will save us money in the future, whereas the conservatives attitude towards it and, it's, and even now with the money they're giving out is this is not charity this is a loan. We're giving this money out to make money, not make savings in the long term, but to make money back. So I do. There is there is a key difference there. I think. Uh, I mean, I feel a bit more confident. Yeah, we're not giving of, it away. We want yeah, it yeah. back. We want it back, and you'll get it back. You know what I mean? We'll find a way. Um, that's another reason. Has that been said? I, yeah, that's another I think, reason. I think, I think it's very, yeah, the taxpayer. We're going to have to pay this back. No, but has it been said? Yeah, well, it's, the, it's well, been said. I think the, 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 the sort of the, the well, obvious thing there is the sort of with the, the self employed side, it's like, yeah, you can have your 80%, but you're paying your tax next year. So um, I, I think that that's what, what I, I mean. If, if, if it wasn't that explicit, I've definitely taken that from it. I mean, I've always been aware. It's of just that the, it's just that I, yeah. I'm I'm not aware That's, of that. I'm not. I'm I'm asking if is that written somewhere? This money that we're now giving out, we want it back. Is that written down somewhere? Just so I can read it. That's all. Well, no, no. I think I I don't know if it's necessarily written, but that's that's definitely what I've taken away <clears> in in the fact that obviously they they paying eighty percent of of people's wages, so you don't lose your jobs. So if you can pay the tax when you're back to work, and your employer's paying you again. Is the sort of is the sort of the, the 
the, 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 the way that I see it anyway. Mm. I, 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 may have I just, I just feel, I, I feel that is. needs to be, I feel it needs to be really clear because what you've said is Labour are going to give this money away um, and and save it in the future, and the Tories are giving it away because they want it back. So I, I want to make that clear. That is, if that is fact, then it needs to be fact checked because you can't just say that. You know what I, I mean? think that's I think that's the general understanding because that's another reason why football has been turned into turmoil because this is uh, putting your players away on furlough on the taxpayers' expense. Mm. Uh, it's, so... And it's, it, it is conservative economic principle as well. I mean, it was always a case of the 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 sort of the the, the labour spending package was a case of we spend this massive amount of money because this will save us a massive amount of money in the future. Whereas the whereas the the, the conservatives have been less about the savings that can be made and more about what what money can we literally make off this. But like I say, it's just my interpretation. I yeah, don't think yeah. it is written anywhere, Dave. But that's my understanding. Knowing. So sort of, obviously, I, I did spend a lot of time looking into sort of the during the election, sort of like, okay, Jerry Cole wants to spend this money. Where's this money coming from? Where um, and it's kind of like where, 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 <laughs> Cleon's where, wages. Where <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like I say, but no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that as, as an absolute fact. But I mean, I think we'll, we'll the East Wing. Pay, pay it back, <laughs> um, but in, but I say as uh, currently anyway, uh, Mr. Dominic Robb uh, has is the. Uh, What's the way I'm looking for? Uh, um, deputy. Proxy. Proxy. Deputy. He's deputized. He was never actually made. Yeah, he's been deputized, yeah. Yeah. So, and I know people are nervous. People many people don't know who Dominic Robb is. And maybe a little bit nervous during this time of who is leading the country. So I thought, let's take a moment to get to know Mr. Dominic Robb. <laughs> Dave, cue me up some music, my friend. Oh, you've got to give me a bloody warning. Hang on a minute. That was, that was your warning, fam. Oh, for fuck's sake. You can't, and again, for thought... The thing is, you can't before hear this music. Yeah, but full <laughs> disclosure, this has come courtesy of Mr. Michael Foxall as well. Another Ghost Rider. Oh, here we go. Righty. Righty? Righty. Ooh, that's funky. Mr. Dominic Raw, come on down. That makes him 46 years old. He is a conservative British politician who was educated at Dr. Chandler's Grammar School. He is the former... Let me have a look. He's here somewhere. Secretary of State for exiting the European Union. So he was Brexit Secretary. And we all know he wasn't particularly great at that. He was also the... Minister for State of Housing, uh, sorry, Minister of State for Housing and Planning, and Minister of State for Court and Justice. He is married to a Brazilian named Erica Ray, and they have, uh, uh, who until this year worked for Google. They have two children. They live in Surrey, and Mr. Dominic Rob holds a black belt in karate. So that is our current Deputy Prime Minister. Karate. That was amazing, Any, TJ. Anything else we should know about Mr. Dominic Robb, anyone? Does anybody else have any facts about Mr. Robb? No. His the, name's Dominic. The only thing... Um, he lives in Surrey and he's got a black belt in karate. Yeah, the, the only thing I've been uh, been looking at is what happens now, um, you know, in, 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 government, in, in, the, in the cabinet, you know what I mean? 
Um, so without Boris there to we put the plates in the back <laughs> without <laughs> without Boris there to like stamp his elected authority um does dominic rob have to kind of like play nice um with with the cabinet but from from what i from what i understand um there's there's literally when it comes to like cabinet meetings there's no difference whether boris is there or dominic rob's there you know he's been deputized as as the prime minister um and whether Boris is there or not, the cabinet do have to agree, and it's it's common for the cabinet to not agree, and things are discussed and things are, th- are thrashed out. Um, and whether whether Boris is is there or not, um, that won't make any difference. They still have to discuss stuff. There's still going to be disagreements. Um, but from what I understand, you know, Dominic Rob is now the guy who goes, well, this is the way we're going to do it. And does yeah. that mean, is he going to have to, has he got that authority? Because Boris says so. Has he got that authority to say, this is the way we're doing it without the cabinet going, hang on a minute, sunshine, you're not the boss. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Boris is. I think it's been reported he's come out of or he's feeling better or something today. I'll have a match. And I think we're all right. I'm not. I think Dominic can chill out a little bit. I think he's having a little bit of power. Calm down, Dominic. We're not going on a Trump spree of you're fired here. Well, he's, he's, um, he's speech... Just this... work from home, do the conferences from home, from in your living room, sit there with your pants on and your suit jacket on the top off, and chill out. I mean, Dom- <laughs> Dominic's addressed to the nation, he's, you know, the, the, the press conferences... Buy some ventilators. Doing. Um, you know, he's, he's, he was very well-spoken, and he was very, like, you know, in it for the country kind of thing. I've got no reason to think... Um, um, that there's going to be any issues. I'm just, I've got the news up now, and, and once again, it's exactly the same. It says uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is breathing without help in intensive care. Um, and that, that, that's go. the last thing that was reported today. Obviously, things can change overnight. We'll see what happens in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the point that I've just brought up about, um, you know, the send being... him a couple of hoes in. <laughs> God. Think the... Fill a few <laughs> The, the, send him a couple of nurses in. Send him some of them carry-on nurses in there. He'll see he spruce up. Well, Come on, Barzi. The, the the point that I've just brought up about Dominic having to maybe play a little bit nice, um, are we just finding difficulties there that don't exist? You know what I mean? Because yeah. cabinets always disagree, you know what I mean? So is my, that just... my, my understanding is, is basically they're following Boris's plan to the letter. Yeah. Bor- uh, so basically, all they're doing is executing Boris's vision for this. And Dominic Robb, ha- I've heard, is the one thing he does not have the power to do, and the one thing that Boris Johnson's been very careful to make sure hasn't been handed over, is the power to hire and fire. Right. So, uh, during this time, during his deputisation, he was unable to um, change the cabinet in any way. So the cabinet remains as is, but apparently him and Rishi Sunak, who is a Again, he's come out of nowhere. The guy has stormed it. An amazing mm-hmm. chance of the exchequer. The guy's got a head for numbers. He knows business. Uh, he is working very closely with Rishi Sunak. Uh, Rishi Sunak definitely uh, a contender for, for a future uh, conservative leader because uh, he's only a young man. Um, 
I don't know if the, the country is ready for a Conservative leader named Rishi Sunak, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, but, but look, but well. look who's in the look who's in the cabinet, right? So we've got Dominic Robb, who you know, relative unknown, uh, but obviously he's been given the 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 deputisation. We've got Rishi Sunak, who has become you know a personal favourite. You've got a uh, pretty Patel, who is a fucking you want to talk about Iron Ladies, mate? Fucking Thatcher had nothing on her. She is solid. You've got Michael. <laughs> you've got Michael Gove. Years of experience. We've got Dominic Cummings, who is Satan himself. <laughs> but, but again, that that is that is key experience. That is crucial experience. He's got. He knows the political game. You, we've got. We've got a damn good team there. Not not anybody I'd ever like well, for a drink well, with. Well, but, well, don't, but, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see anybody else in in, in that position. TJ, let's be honest. Let's look at the opposition. I'm not being nasty. Before we had Corbyn, and now. We have uh, what's his name? Keir Starmer. Keir Starmer. Obviously, this week another thing that's happened is that Keir Starmer has been elected as a Labour leader, and Angela Rayner, total babe, uh, as his, um, <laughs> his deputy. As his deputy, yeah. Yeah. And let's oh, look have at you? His CV. Let's look at his CV. Have you Anyone seen got um, his CV up? Have you seen? Um, Anyone got his CV up? I've not got Keir Starmer's CV now. Have you looked at his CV, Dave? Uh, nope. Have you not? No. He was the guy who was in charge of the department who had the decision to pass on investigating on Jimmy Savile. Ooh. Um, Dave, Dave, just a quick sorry. Are you a Labour member or just a Labour voter? Just a Labour voter. Labour voter. Because obviously as a Labour uh, member, you would have obviously had the, the ability to obviously vote. Yeah, yeah. Obviously who you wanted to be there. I don't know if you've looked too much into that. Were you, were you remotely interested? Because with everything that's in been going on. In becoming a member? No, no, were you interested in who was going to be leading the Labour Party? Do, do you know what, dude? With everything that's been going on, it completely passed me by. It completely passed me by. I, rem I remember sitting and thinking, you know, um, watching like Prime Minister's questions and looking at Jeremy Corbyn and going, why are you still there? Why are you still there? <laughs> like, and then, obviously, because there's, there's a whole process of the members voting for a new leader, and that takes time. But I just, and, and all that just kind of, with everything that's been going on, all that just slipped past me. Um, have you seen Ed Miliband's back on the front bench? Oh, is he? Enough. Yeah, yeah. I, he's, I liked Ed. He's, like um, what has he been given? Uh, he's in the shadow cabinet. What? Shadow business secretary. Hey. I, I make no secrets. I am right right of centre. So obviously I lean far more towards Conservative than, than, than Labour at the present time. However, given that said, I do want a very strong and very, you know, buoyant opposition in politics. It's very yeah. important. Yeah, of course. So uh so when we, so I, I, I briefly looked at it. I mean I personally wanted Angela Rayner as leader, but uh, she wasn't in the running for that. Obviously she's she's not at that, that stage yet. So I'm it's it's great that she's a uh, that she's she's deputy. And out of all the potential Labour leaders, uh Keir Starmer was the best. So I mean this is like this is not a time for debate. This is not a time for politics really. But obviously, when we get back to the business as usual, I reckon we're going to see some. It's 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 going to be business as usual in politics. I'm looking forward to it. You're right, TJ. This isn't a time for politics. Do you know what? This is a time for a bit of games. Shall we have a, Shall we have a bit of a game? Let's have a bit of a game. Dave, have we got any uh, music for my game? You want some music, don't you? <laughs> You're yeah. going to have to listen and to play this music. So, Davey, can you hear me? Yeah. 
Fantastic. So, I've got a little bit of a game of Would You Rather. What do you reckon, TJ? Oh, would, you would you rather? So, first question out, guys. Would you rather be without elbows or be without knees? Um, knees. I'd oh, struggle why? to masturbate. I'd struggle to masturbate. I've just, I've just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knees. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah. It, I would. It, oh, oh my God! Yeah, it is. It's knees. Would you rather fart really loudly or silently shit yourself? Fart, fart really loudly. loudly. <laughs> Hey, would you rather? It's just a question. Would you rather? Would you rather use eye drops made of vinegar or toilet paper made of sandpaper? Toilet paper sandpaper. made of sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. The, the sandpaper, toilet paper, yeah, yeah. Would you rather be a giant hamster or a tiny rhino? Tiny rhino. Giant, giant, Why? giant hamster. Why? Why a giant hamster? <laughs> Why a giant hamster, TJ? He already is a giant women. hamster. Look at him. <laughs> because women could ride me. <laughs> With your little furry socks. Yeah, yeah. And that thought brought to you by Adnam's Ghost Ship. 4.5% Would... daylight. <laughs> <laughs> and finally... And finally, TJ, Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave, TJ. Would you rather there to be a ding every time you winked or a cartoon style gun sound when you flip the finger? Oh, the, the gun sound when I flip the so finger. So you've got <laughs> every time you stick your finger up or ding every time oh, you no, wink. No, no, no. no I like the ding. Finger guns. I thought we were giving the finger guns. If we're not giving the finger guns, I want, I want the wink. Yeah. No, the oh, ding. Yeah. The ding. Ding! <laughs> you like the ding on the wink. And that's a bit of would you rather with Cleo Bewley. Thank you. Yeah, Cleo. I've got a, I've got a question for you on that on yeah, that on. on that theme. Would you rather wear gloves to the supermarket or not wear gloves? Not wear gloves. Not wear gloves. Do you know what? Right, I'm with you on that, boys. It um, makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense, does it? I just need a clarification <laughs> that wearing gloves while you're out <laughs> makes shopping no makes sense. no fucking sense. Because yeah. everybody's touching the stuff in the shops and then touching the phone and then poking the nose. I saw a picture online of some dude wearing his gloves eating a packet of crisps while he was in the queue for the supermarket. Yeah. I just want to clarify with people that if you're wearing gloves to go shopping, then you're a fucking idiot. Just so you know that, that that's where hey, I stand I'm, on I'm... it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Unless you get a rant out. Unless I'm your hands are cold and you're wearing woolly gloves, that's fine. Or mittens, I'm sorry. that's fine. I Just wash your fucking hands. The other day. Dave, go I on, went go shopping on. the other day. This was my experience of shopping. Do you know what I came across? I came across the husband and wife shopping. Oh, for fuck's Why? sake. Why? Fucking Jesus. Why? Why? Why are the family going out to the suit? Why? Why are the husband and wife shop at TJ? She don't trust him. That's what it is. Can't you say to Tesco? Can't you say to Tesco at the door? Why are you coming in with him? Go and wait in the car. The staff are very much in the opinion that people should be shopping on their own. But the the company policy has not yet changed. Mm. Well, do you know what? It's it's absolutely madness. And also, I'm sorry, Dave, but the dawdler who doesn't know what What to biscuits buy. he wants. I know, yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's such a dick. 
Right, I'll tell you what as well, right? Because obviously we've now... In it, we've now Ooh, I don't it, know what fucking biscuits I want. At Tesco, <laughs> sort of like the, the one-way system. And the amount of people that just, just, just do ignore the one-way system, like... Well, well let me and tell you something, TJ. Let me tell you something, TJ. I was yeah. in the fucking supermarket today and there was this fucking idiot looking at these biscuits. And he's <laughs> taking fucking ages. <laughs> Ages, mate. Oh, <laughs> fuck the lot of you. Um, it's not my fault that I'm a slave to the biscuits. When I when I'm working an aisle and somebody goes the wrong way up the aisle and I tell them, I got some outies by the way. Oh, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll go back around the other way. Thank you. Or it's like, uh, sorry, it's a one way, it's a one way system. Why? Because I'm wearing the fucking badge and I fucking told you. I'm fucking walk around <laughs> that fucking aisle. <laughs> Do you know they what? That, that's, around, that's what Tesco staff have turned into, though. I've noticed when I've been in, all of them are like, they're just like, "What are you doing? Get in the queue!" And you're like, "All right, yeah. Jesus Christ, on a bike!" Uh, I saw this woman. I saw this woman, and she wasn't trying to sneak in. She just basically, she just got out of a car, oblivious, and just walked in. She didn't see the railing of people all the way down the car park. She's why, a idiot. why would you? And she just went to walk in. I thought the security guard was getting chinny. <laughs> I was like, wow. Sorry, uh, excuse me, where'd you think you're going? I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus, get to the back of the queue right now. Like, it's getting bad, TJ. It is, it is. Have you seen bad. any fights yet at Tesco? Not yet. Um, but uh, I'm getting close. I'm getting, I'm getting close to knocking out my supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> just just because just he's a fat cut, I don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know, uh, right. I mean, do I, do I need to edit that out or. <laughs> Do you know what, Dave? Just, just to bear this out of caution, yeah. Because I've been adding to a group chat on Facebook and I've got a feeling this, they're monitoring me. Um, right, so, is, is there, does anybody want to cover anything else before I, again, take the, the fuck show? over? <laughs> Go on, then. Go on. No, no, I, I think I'm done. Apart from people wearing gloves out are idiots. Um, uh, Dominic Raab needs our full support. Uh, the death rate's gone back up, even though it was going down, and Tokyo have declared a state of emergency. Apart from that, um, that I- I'm done. <laughs> well, let's, let's, oh, I feel it. So, obviously, so where's the death rate now? Oh, uh, so, um, Saturday, 708. Sunday, yeah. it was 621. Monday, it was 439. And we were like, hey, up, hey, up, it's on the decline. And then today, it came out that it's uh, 786. So uh, no, the, that, that's nowhere near the peak. The, the peak's going to be about sixteen hundred. Um, we need, we, we need to, we need to understand that. So this, until until we get to about sixteen hundred a day, this isn't getting any better. We're, we're currently sat at this was it half past four today. We're sat at six thousand one hundred and fifty nine in total. Yeah, yeah. So what is the date today? Seventh. Seventh. The seventh of April, and the Stafford Showground has apparently been turned into a mortuary as well. Oh Jesus. Makes a mortuary. I spoke to a um, a gentleman who works in an undertaker. He works yeah. in an yeah. undertaker. He's a, he's an undertaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot what, the like, word. Like that episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and I asked him. I, I said to him, I said, "Oh, just for the podcast." I said, "What have you seen an influx in bodies?" You know, it's a strange conversation to be having with somebody, but it's a, it's a. It's kind of an awkward as well conversation. Have we had an influx in bodies? Have you seen any difference? And he said no, but the Stafford showground is a makeshift mortuary. And I said, well, can't we just bury people? And he said no, because then it goes into the ground and then into the water. 
and then it goes back into the population again. So we can't bury people. So that's why we're having to make these makeshift mortuaries. So that kind of made sense of more of, oh my God, have we got an over amount of people dying from this? It's well, not that we can't bury them. Well, the yes, turning... we're, we're not in a position where we can fucking just, just old funerals every week. Yeah. Every day, rather, sorry. Um, yeah. The turning, um, there's three... And they're having to have funerals with 10 people in now. Five. It's that no, it's ten. It's ten. It's ten. It's ten. Um, the the turning. The turning like three um, exhibition centres. I know the NEC. Um, is it the Excel in London? And there's one in Manchester. Um, uh, NEC Excel, yeah. Yeah, that they're turning into like massive makeshift hospitals. Like the Excel has has got two mortuaries in, and uh, I believe it's. A part of Birmingham Airport, they're also turning into a massive mortuary as well. They're, that's what they're preparing for. Um, yeah. yeah. Because they, 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 they have said this will peak around 1,000. I reckon it'll peak around 1,600. That's a, what I'm a, What, for. daily like? Daily, yeah, yeah. Jesus but only, but only, only, only over a couple of days. But there's, there's something we're saying as well, uh, which is mm. it's killing a lot of people, but not as many as you might think. Because they're having to do it at the moment just because they're that stretched and because obviously they haven't got the time or resources to do mm. full death investigations. Is that basically anybody that dies with corona is currently being treated classed as dying of corona. So even though right, okay. corona that, yeah, so yeah. even though it, it might not have been the corona that killed you, if you possess your poverty for it, it, it's it's just it's just easier and it takes up a lot less time, resources, and money to you died of corona. Which which made me think, will it get to the point, if I get knocked over by a car and die, but coughed just before the car hit, <laughs> what, my, what, what is my, what is my uh, cause of death doing down as? Who saw you cough? Who saw you cough? So yeah, it's, 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 it's bad, but as I say, I mean, I mean, but let's be honest, I mean, even taking into account the, the fact that they're having to count everybody who had corona that died, have died of corona, we're only talking maybe what? Four to five percent max. I mean, this is killing a lot of people. It's going to kill a lot more, but it will peak. They're saying it's going to peak around a thousand. I reckon it's going to peak around sixteen hundred. We're going to have a couple of days of you know a thousand, you know, fifteen hundred to sixteen thousand people. Then it's going to start coming down, and we're going to be where we need to be. So, um, sorry, Dave. You say Tokyo have now declared a state of emergency. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Japan. Japan de- declared a state of emergency. Um... Godzilla's uh, back. So, like, to, you know, uh, Tokyo, um, um, I can't remember the exact thing that I saw on the news. I very quickly jotted it down while I was while I was watching the news earlier. But uh, the problem they've got is, is um, they, they need to close businesses and people need to now go into, you know, stay at home. But apparently the Japanese government doesn't have power like our government has, so they can't actually tell businesses to close. They can only request yeah. that businesses close. Uh, but what they're hoping is, is Japan's a very disciplined country and they generally do as they're told um that that, that people Oi. will just stay at home and, they, and they'll just you know kind of do as they're told but the, the government can't actually force them to do it uh, but no japan's I mean, it, it, uh, japan's like the latest one 
Yeah, TJ, 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 let's act it out. You be the Japanese government. Don't, and I'll don't be do the this. Business. Jesus Christ. Go on, TJ. Go do on, not TJ. do this. I'll be the, Cleon, I'll be the Cleon, shop owner. Cleon, Cleon, well, TJ. That, that, that's for another time. Right, but... <laughs> uh, oh, but, TJ. Why you want? As your resident Japanophile, just a few things I Japanophile. know about... That sounds yeah. like some kind of nonce. <laughs> just, just a few things I know about Japan, its culture and its customs that, that, that is going to have an effect. So I know, close down my business. They're a, they're a very disciplined country. So they, oh, yeah. they have the, and a, and a disciplined people. So they have the self-discipline to be able to, if they require to, lock down, even though that is going to be very difficult because in big cities like Tokyo, the sort of... Living standard, the, the living standards are very high, but the sort of living satisfaction is very low. It's, it's, it's a very overpopulated city, so even you know your company exec is living in a one bed flat in in, in Tokyo. So, uh, but you know they, they, they also they do also have the technology that probably makes things a lot better. Like I say, we're we're sat at home with Netflix and Disney Plus. They're sat at home on next level shit. They're they're VR. And, and whatnot but at the same time for as technologically advanced as they are there's also a massive level of tradition that runs through um, the, the japanese culture yeah so uh, so at the same time it, whereas over here you know oh we've lost oh. him again oh he's gone he's gone here is Oh, there you go. You're back. You're back. Oh, he's right, come yeah. back. So, obviously, over here in the West, it's like, oh, you got to work from home. Here's some laptops. For many companies in Japan, even, you know, companies you'd expect, they, they, are, they, they don't sort of have that resource immediately available. Of course, they can get it, but uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of them will choose to work very low-tech, uh, just generally, because it's, 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 they're very rooted in tradition. So, uh, immediately, they won't have access to, you know, the sort of home technology that, that someone might need. Um but also, um, um, on one side, very, very strict on immigration. So the the sort of people that's going in that could potentially be carrying the carrying the virus to, to to spread is limited. However, also massive business city Tokyo. So yeah, you've got a yeah. lot of business yeah, people massive. traveling in and out. Um, so you do have you do have that danger as well. So, uh, but like I say, uh, Japan has, uh, especially Tokyo, has seen some shit. So, uh, but I think they they are resilient. Yeah, the Japanese... they've had Godzilla. Yeah, they've, they've had, had Godzilla. They've had two. They've had Godzilla. They've had two nukes. They had a terrorist two attack. Nukes. Hanshin Ricky. Uh, yeah, they've had the uh, they've had uh, poison fugu. That that happens all the time. It's every week. People are dying from fucking sushi. But uh, I um, but you know, I wish I wish my friends over in the uh, in, in the mystical east. All the best. Uh, is there anything? I else? wish him all the best, but stop eating fucking street food. Learn, <laughs> just learn, you idiots. Learn. Oh, I know what we're going to. We're going to have <laughs> a dog party, and we're going to get the dog party, and <laughs> no, we're going no. to kill all the dogs, and we're going to cook the dogs, that's and China. we're going to eat the dogs. That's, that's not Japan. There are some key cultural differences between China and Japan. Oh, we don't the, main, the, the, the main one being, right? I love Japan. Oh, right? the main China, one being one of them go up like that, and one of them go down that's like that. That's the main difference here. Japan, great. China, bobby to build a car park. Right. So, <laughs> is there is there anything no, else? No. Close the show. Come on. Right. Don't they? do they harpoon whales and stuff? The Japanese love a bit of that, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, all right. Well, it's all right. We don't go eating dogs, but we go out hopping the whale. We're big gone. Oh, when, yeah, was the, that's right, fine. when was the last time a whale gave you a disease? 
Well, <laughs> I, in in the in the great in the greatest of respects, just stop eating street food, bats so last... <laughs> and dogs and cats and anyway. Sorry, TJ. Sorry. Last week I had a very good response from yourself. I don't know if any of any feedback on uh, last week's show, Dave, that you want to feedback to us very briefly. Um. Oh, well, everybody no. seems to have enjoyed it, you know. I've, I've, awesome. no, oh, oh, feedback. There's no, oh, there's no specific, there's no specifics. There's no, no specific point from okay. the show, but uh, but yeah, I've, I've had lots and lots of positive messages. Feedback, awesome. co- feedback. Lee Robinson, uh, my brother Mitchell Armstrong, my, mo- my mother Amanda Davies, uh, my beautiful missus Jodie Myers. Uh, they all listen to the show and they all give positive. Yeah, they all say it was really good. They all said he was welcome to be back. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, I closed uh, last week's show. Uh, with, you turned uh, off before the poetry. <laughs> with a poem. And I've, I've only gone and another one. Oh, he's uh, writing another one. He's wrote yeah, another one. Uh, I've written another one. Uh, tomorrow night, I know obviously this will this will probably go out until tomorrow, so tonight if it goes out tomorrow. But basically, tomorrow it will be Wednesday, am I right? Wednesday the 8th. To, Wednesday the 8th, around half past 8, I will be doing a Facebook Live. A cheese and wine and poetry, uh, just just you know just just to just to bring a bit of culture back in these. This in these is pointless. culture times. <laughs> it's pointless saying this. This would have gone on before that had happened. I know, but either way, I'm just I'm just sucking my own cock. Right. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> this this is a, a, another another poem, a bit a little bit more relevant to you know the the current situation, and uh, again, it's only a rough draft, and this is my first performance of it. But I'd like to perform for you now a poem I like to call Going the Social Distance. Am I allowed? Yeah. Would you like to introduce oh, wait, me? Wait, I liked wait, wait, that wait, wait. last time. Oh. David, introduce him. Okay. David, you've got, you got to introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, TJ Harlot. Two metres or just over six feet. Breathing through a mask, respi- respiring into my elbow, and washing my hands so much my knuckles are bone dry and starting to bleed. The pubs are all shut, I can't get a Mackey's and they close all the clubs. But this we endure because what we are told is within a couple of months we could have saved the world. And so I'll go the social distance because in this resistance I am enlisted. So I won't make plans with friends, I won't visit my family, but to save our great nation I do this gladly. Never before have my actions left so much at stake and hopefully never again will there be such a price to pay. The unskilled are now key workers and giants stand on their shoulders, but playing their part too. Please, we need those new ventilators. The kids are off school, workers have laid down their tools and we're climbing the walls thinking of something to do. We wait for a call from a friend, neither willing to admit that they are struggling too. And so you go the social distance, because in this resistance you are enlisted. Mr Facebook, Mr Twitter, take my data already. For all the good it will do anyway. I just need to see a face, hear a voice. Please give me away. We sit in virtual pubs, and maybe let's reopen that penguin club. And long-distance lovers need a way to play. But for that, they'll always find a way. But of course, there's the others. The virus more sickly than COVID-19. The ones not satisfied with seeing their friends on a screen and uh, taking this not not at all serious and far too lightly. Now, I'm no Nazi or Stasi, but I'm compiling a list. The kind that comes with a blindfold cigarette and a wall to lean against. 
We must go the social distance, because in this resistance, we are all enlisted. The war will come to an end. Every day we get closer to the finish line, but we won't all get to cross it. But for those that don't, we will mourn and grieve and celebrate them. Her Majesty said it best. We will meet again. What you're doing is you click. Yeah, very good. Yeah, you click. Uh, that's beautiful, TJ. That's beautiful. You've Thank got you. You, you you've uh, seem to have found your, uh, your 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 niche. Is that the word I'm looking for? Seem to have uh, found, yeah, your niche. Found your nasty. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm loads better at this than music and comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loads better at this than music and comedy, but nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, I'm much better at this, but they prefer the other stuff. They prefer the other stuff. No, that's really good, man. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm enjoying your, your poetry. So, a coffee cup um, with a weird kind of beret on and a fag. For anybody I, that do, do not do not expect, by the way, a poem every week. <laughs> just no, you've made it's her off your it. own back here. No, you've I'm made expecting it. Just at no, the moment, no, no. there's there's no. a lot to draw from at the moment. So <laughs> no. no, no, I want a poem every week now. Anybody that listens to the podcast before. Um, 8.30pm on Wednesday the 8th of April uh, TJ will be going live uh, all being well uh, as long as he hasn't caught the Rona um, uh, do, I, I believe either, either doing some, some poetry or just crying one of the two <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I, did, I did say I'm getting close to just going on Facebook live crying wanking with a bag of yeah. <laughs> anyway big thanks to everybody that listens to the show and uh, a massive thank you <laughs> just to just out the window with all that myself <laughs> oh, a, a massive thank you to everybody that's come back to the show as well we've had uh, lots and lots and lots of lessons uh, to previous episodes and to uh, the new episode that we put out last week so a big thank you to all that have come back to shingler's list uh, it's great to know that we are somewhat wanted if you want to stay in touch with us then please follow us on our social media on twitter it's at shingler's list pc and on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash shingler's list podcast be sure to follow us on our individual twitter accounts for me it's at shingler mvoc for cleon it's at k Buley. and for tj it's at tj harlot you guys are awesome and we will see you next time